none of it's fancy, but you don't want fancy. No, no. fancy disappears under pressure <laughs> and stress. Yeah, so and adrenaline. Goes. Yeah, simple stays. Hi, this is Mick Tilly, and this is Mixed Martial Arts. Today's guest is my dear friend Ryan Reynolds. No, not the Hollywood superstar. Somebody who's actually even cooler in my eyes anyway. Ryan's a native of Minnesota. He's a dear friend of mine. He's an awesome wrestler. He's an awesome martial artist. More importantly though, he's an awesome human being. He's quite possibly one of the most humble men I know. He's also my, uh, he's my landlord. When I'm in Minneapolis, I've stayed at Ryan's house. Uh, oh geez, way too many times. Let's go. Hello, this is Ryan Reynolds. I'm an instructor at the Minnesota Call Group in Minneapolis. Uh, I'm instructor under Guru Inasano, uh, Ajahn Chai in Thai boxing, and Eric Paulson in combat submission wrestling. Literally just got off the plane. My dear friend Ryan's just picked me up. Uh, I'm just going to straight away ask Ryan, how'd you get started in martial arts? I did, uh, I did karate when I was a little kid. And just basic in the gym of our high, you know, of a high school. I was maybe 12 years old. There was some kind of community ed karate class, and I started going. I did that for about six months. It finished, and then I didn't do anything else until I got into college. So I went away to, as you, you guys, yeah. Brit say, went away to university. University, that's right. And uh, I found a local school that taught Taekwondo. And what attracted me was they had the grandmaster was this guy from Korea who spoke very little English. Hey, so for me, that was authentic. That's the you guy know, you want. That's the guy I want. I don't want the guy that I can understand. Yeah. I want the guy I don't want to understand, and I have to just watch and, and kind of imitate him. So yeah. I spent three and a half years. I got, when I got my brown belt from him, three and a half years, just basically trying to imitate what he did. Yeah, and did you enjoy it? I liked it. I I don't. I wouldn't say I was very good at it. I mean, I could. My right side was pretty good. I could yeah. kick you in the. I could kick you in the head with my right leg, but yeah. my left leg couldn't get up there. So I had more dexterity on my right side than on my left side. And it. it I enjoyed the martial arts. I enjoyed the. Fit, you know, the fitness. I enjoyed. I enjoyed the sports aspect, but it wasn't necessarily my martial art. It wasn't what my body yeah. type and and my mentality would excel at yeah I hear you did you play any of the sports at college not in college I play a little ice hockey uh, you gotta play it in Minnesota well right? I play a little ice hockey I played some soccer uh, or football yeah that's, guys, fo- football that's football for you guys yeah um, and uh, go Arsenal <laughs> uh, and uh, other than that you know uh, just kind of you know softball just whatever was kind of around I would play so I was kind of a general athlete yeah and when did you, when did you, uh, well, Carly, obviously it was just going into the Carly group. It was the first time, was it? Yeah, I got back, I got back from uh, the university and while I was at the university, I used to see signs every once in a while for some guy teaching a screamer. Right. And I kept on trying to get one of my Taekwondo buddies to go to this screamer thing with me and he'd never go. Yeah. So I get back, uh, I, I graduate, I come home, back to Minneapolis, I was in Denver, I come back and... Uh, I start lifting. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm a gym rat. I'm at, I'm at the gym, two hours a day, five days a week, and I'm lifting, 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 and then I just can't do it anymore. At some point, it breaks me, 
and I just, I'm so bored, I gotta do something else. And I say, you know what, I really enjoyed that martial arts stuff. Yeah. Why don't I do that again? So I looked around, uh, I looked at a bunch of different schools, you know, I didn't want to do the, the real traditional thing where you come in and bow and, yeah. you know, you know I, and I looked at schools in the area and a lot of them were like that, real traditional. I'm like, I've done that. It wasn't really my thing. Uh, started looking up local guys, found Rick Fay, you know, did some research on him, found out who he was in, in who he was involved with. Yeah. And did research on them. And that's how I uh, uh, originally found uh, Guru and Asano. Is that like okay? This guy uh, Rick Faye's under Guru and Asano. Who's that? You know who's that? And then when right. I saw him, I'm like, I right. kind of knew who he was. I'd seen him before. That's the guy from Sharky's Machine. Exactly. I totally remembered him yeah. from the Burt Reynolds movie uh, Sharky's Machine. I'm like, hey, I that guy. And then kind of began to learn about uh, uh, him. And then just called the school and said, hey, I'm interested. And they said, come on down. The first work, the first week is free. Come and give it a try. And that was it. That was 15 years ago. Wow. <laughs> and then, uh, when you did you have any idea of like just how rich the lineage was at the time or No, I didn't really get even it. With, even with the research. No, I didn't no? get it. Cuz for me when I started doing martial arts even in college 15 years ago, uh, I remember watching the first UFC yeah. when I was taking Taekwondo and I remember seeing the lineup and feeling sorry for the little guy in the gi who only weighed 185 pounds yeah. and thinking that guy's going to get murdered he's going to get smashed yeah i yeah. feel so i feel bad i hope that guy does good cuz it doesn't look like he's going to cuz they got these 300 pound guys just going to sit on him and they look yeah you know, one guy had one boxing glove yeah oh. one guy had one uh, <laughs> jimerson's boxing Jimerson, glove yeah and uh you yeah. know, there was this the, the guy, the there was a like a Samoan guy yeah. who looked like yeah. Abdul the Butcher. Yeah, the his, name was, his name was uh, Telia Tully. Telia yeah, Tully. Yeah, I'm sorry, but you know, if your name's Tully, you're going to suffer with being slightly heavy. Like, yeah, but that dude was heavy. He had his teeth kicked out. Yeah, by uh, the French Savat guy. The Savat guy, Gerard Gordeau. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, yeah. he blinded a guy. Literally, he 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 got he was that uh, guys Yuki out. Nakai? Was that Yuki Nakai? It, it might have been Yuki Nakai has been beaten like a dog. Yeah, that guy yeah. has been. Yeah. he's had some brutal, serious. brutal. Yeah, and then obviously, what did you did you realize that what you were doing was mixed martial arts? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that happen uh, when I was in college. I saw Hoist Gracie win that competition and choke these guys out, and, and I was thinking. Wow. Yeah. And then I, the first thing I thought was, wow, that's pretty amazing. And the second thing I thought was, I don't know what that is. No. I have no idea. And this was in the, the time in the country uh, where no one knew what Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was. No. No one had any idea. I mean, and, and, uh, and if you weren't in California, you barely knew it. And a guy I trained with at the time saved up his money and flew to Hawaii because Hawaii was where you could go and train yeah and spent two months with the Gracies in Hawaii it was that was that Helson was that Helson Gracie it must BJ have, Penn's it must have been and this was in I have to say this was in 1993 yeah 1993 I was, I was in Germany yeah. watching it yeah. and it was the same thing I was like whoa these guys are, the guy in the pajamas is going to get battered yes and uh, they're going to carry that guy out in a stretcher and yeah. then he went and then so when you got to the Cardi group, started getting into it. Well, I walked in, and you know, and 
I, there's guys over in you know in one corner and they're they're doing they're doing collie with sticks or a stick and dagger. I look over. There's a couple guys hitting tie pads. I look over again. There's a guy, somebody on the speed bag over you know ten yeah. feet away from that. There's a guy on the heavy bag. Then I look over on the mat and there's a couple guys you know wrestling around and I have no idea what that is. Still yeah. at this point, yeah. I I don't know how any of that works. Um, and I just went okay. This this feels right. This feels right. Look at all these things I can do. Yeah. And uh, started with the, just a phase one class and the phase one program. And I did that for five years. And I and I did other things as well. I started doing the JKD class and I started with yeah. the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu class. But uh, I went to the phase one class th- uh, Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays for five years. And I probably missed, you could count on both your hands how many classes I missed in that, wow. in that five years. Wow, and that's that was really kind of the core. Of, yeah, the, of the phase the phase one program's awesome. If you just master the fa- anything that phase one outline, you got it. Yeah, I mean, you got yeah. all. You know, none of it's fancy, but you don't want fancy. No, no. fancy disappears under pressure <laughs> and stress. Yeah, so and adrenaline. Yeah, simple stays. Yeah, simple to stay. That yeah, that's the thing. And the one thing I've always seen with the uh, especially with the phase one is. It, for just for maintenance and the longer you train and the more stuff and the new stuff that you learn you just go right because it, it ends up being your default position right it's what you go back to doing mm-hmm. so it's so right now what are you training in right now well uh i've been doing the issue i have as a as me myself being a martial artist is I got uh, I got a lot of you know I got a lot of fires in the iron yeah so yeah. I have to keep up with my with my with my Kali and my JKD because not only do I really enjoy them but I'm an instructor under Guru and Asana yeah and I need to be able to do those things I want to be able to do those things I want to be proficient at not only do I love it but I feel like I'm responsible for yeah. having that knowledge so I have to do that yeah. I'm also an instructor under Arjun Chai so I feel responsible for being pretty decent, you know, yeah. being able to do, and, and not that... Uh, no, you never want to suck at Thai boxing. You don't want to suck at Thai boxing, no. especially in front of him. No. Uh, I actually have the secret for training with Arjun Chai. Really? Yes. Share it. Yes. The secret for training with Arjun Chai, do the best you can at all times. Yeah. And that's all you have to do. Because he doesn't expect better than the best you can do. All yeah. he wants from you is the best you can do. Yeah. And if you give him that, then he'll... Yeah. Give, 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 give 100%. Give 100%. Yeah. That's all you have to yeah. do. And, and, and be respectful. Respect the art. Respect yourself. Respect him. Give 100% at all times. And that's all you have to do. Yeah. All, all, first time I ever trained with Arjun Chai was actually in the UK. And my Thai boxing instructor... Uh, who I got most of my mo- most of my foundation from a uh, guy called Bob Bob Sport and Bob was there and we were down in Northampton and it was a guy called Ewan Campbell in the UK got to get hold of Ewan Ewan you know you know Ewan Ewan's yeah, a killer yeah uh, Mark McFan yeah legitimate badass and Arjun Chai and Arjun Chai spends two hours you are terrible sir you are terrible yeah. and I'm saying yes sir I know I'm, but I, again I just tried my best mm-hmm. and as long as I, I died a little bit mm-hmm. he was happy were you there the first time that 
Arjun Chai came to the Kali group, but you know the story about it, right? Well, I mean, which story? There's a lot of stories. The, the, where the people are passing out or throwing where, up? Where, no, where, the guy, where the guy, where he whacks some guy and then he t- looks like, oh my God, everyone's going to sue me. And then it's oh, like, yeah. he says, sometimes people have to bleed to yeah, learn. Yeah, so, sometimes people have to bleed to learn. Yeah, there's, there's so many Chai stories. It's hard to yeah. really... Uh, kind of drilled down to one of them but the the secret is yeah is he, work work, he, work he, he's a, I, just go onto YouTube and put Dan in Osanto Arjun Chai Oregon Camp and you will see it and he shows respect to Guru Dan but he expects Guru Dan to work just as hard as everybody else absolutely you know he's he, he's certainly not one of these guys that's gonna let anyone sit on their laurels and then again Ty, I don't know about you but if you have Western boxing and Thai boxing mm. with the jump fan kickboxing that's that's it yeah yeah and there's an honesty you can't Thai boxing and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and CSW they're the three things that you cannot blag you cannot turn around and say I'm really good at it because 20 seconds later when you're on the mat you'll show it up yeah glaring Those right? are, you can't you can't you can't disguise that you know you have people uh, and we've had people that say, "Oh, I can do this and I can do that," and 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 that's great. But you got you, you could see it. Yeah, you could yeah. see it on the tie pad. You could see it on the mat. You can see the way the people carry themselves. Where they, yeah. I've seen guys walk into it, the gym. I, I can see the way people hold pads. Oh, I can tell. Yeah. Who people train with? I can tell in Asano people. Yeah. By how they hold pads because they're good at it. Yeah, and when I could tell, we could be in a, we can be in a uh, a seminar with a you know two hundred people. We went to the seminar in Germany. Yeah, I could be in that seminar and not and not and see all these people I've never seen before, and I can pick out the ones that have come from in, in Asana related schools. Yeah, just by how they hold pads. Yeah, mate. You know, it, the one thing that I've always liked it was it's one thing that actually I think after the first trip that I came over here and met you and the guys by the way Ryan was one of the first guys that I met at the Carly group and you know immediately looked after me and I could have just been some nut that had come over from the UK and yeah you know, obviously he hasn't caught me out yet but uh, he he, maybe, he, looked, he yeah he looked after me as well as a lot of the other guys as well but what I liked was this collaborative effort where everyone gets good together and it's like you're saying with the holding the tie pads you know the worst thing in the world is that guy who holds the tie pads to make you look bad you know yeah. like just go to the MMA gym and you know you've seen this right yeah and I you know uh, yeah and if I can make you look as good or as bad as I want you to look depending on what I do. I can just make it look like I don't know what I'm doing Yeah. or I can cut everything you do short. I can move away slightly while you're kicking. There's lots of things I can do to make you look bad or I can make you look like a cow if I want. <laughs> you know, I can be, oh, you know, as soon as you hit the pad, my body moves and oh, I was crushing and oh, facial expressions. And, you know, you can, you can sell it. You can now hear all of the shows we've done on MixedMartialArts.com. That's M-I-C-K-S, MartialArts.com. Hope you enjoy the show. So, have you ever felt like a failure in martial arts? Yes. (laughs) That's honesty right there. 
Yeah, um, and a lot, of, and that's me. But that's me against me, really. I haven't felt like a failure externally. Like no one has made me feel like a failure. Yeah. Like I've, you know, lost matches and stuff like that. And that that's just and that's not my opponent's fault. No. That's my fault. Yeah, it's exactly. my fault they got me. That's yeah. my fault they beat me. So have. have yeah, I've definitely felt felt a failure when I'm not, when I can't perform the way I want. My my perfect example is my chai test, right? And uh, and I've helped some people train for it since then, and and they've done uh, thankfully better than I did. And I and I I have my view of it is everyone tells me that I'm too critical of myself, but yeah. when I watch it, I don't see any of the good things I did. Yeah, I don't see the eighty kicks in the first round. Yeah, and the 45, 50 knees I did. Which yeah, is, just just explain to the guys who don't know. Okay, the chai test is uh, after a uh, two day seminar with Arjun Chai, where he watches your technique and watches everything. You do the Y crew. Uh, you do. Uh, you used to do focus mitts with them in the ring. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen the focus mitts. And they, 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 don't, were, they don't do that anymore. And I was one of the last years that they do did the focus mitts. I saw I saw that in the UK with uh, Fraser Kine and Tim Harding. Yeah. That was, I mean, that was a beatdown. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then you do two rounds, uh, two three-minute rounds, and your goal, uh, and it's it's what I tell people who I train for it and everything, it's, it's not a fair test. It's not a fight. No. First of all, it's not a fight. So I, I don't get to punch. I don't get to, you know, I don't get, there's a lot of things I don't get to do. I have to kick the tie pad. When I enter a knee, I have to throw straight knees. So... The holder gets to kind of do whatever he wants. So you have three minutes, 60 kicks, uh, 35 knees, but we usually go 40. Um, and uh, you do two rounds of that. And then the holder, uh, depending, is their job is to watch Arjun Chai and, and to follow his instructions. So Arjun Chai will say I, uh, to, to the holder, kick, his, kick him in the leg. So while I'm trying to get my kicks and knees in, he'll kick me in the leg. Or kick me in the head or in the stomach. He'll he'll look for my open spots and then tell the holder to attack me there while I'm busy trying to get my kicks uh, in. Yeah. So I have to land a technique. So that's a hundred techniques. Okay. I have to land sixty kicks, forty knees in three minutes. Three minutes. One hundred eighty seconds. That's a lot. So that I need to land. A technique every 1.8 seconds. Now, if I get in the clinch and I start kneeing, it's not. It's very simple to land knees. Yes. More than one in 1.8 seconds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kicks a little bit more difficult. They take a little bit longer. Yeah. But now you have to deal with a holder who's not necessarily cooperating. Sometimes they cooperate. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they pretend like they're cooperating, and then they kick you in the leg. Yes. You know, so they'll set you up for different things. Yes. So. Um, I've had a lot of people say they were more nervous for that test than guys who've got 10 fights under their belt. Oh, yeah. I've had a lot of people uh, tell me it was harder than a lot of their fights they've had. Yeah. Um, I would have honestly rather fought somebody. Yeah. Because then at least that way I could, you know, Knock them out. punch yeah, or, yeah. or, you know, I could use, you know, I could, I, I, that would just feel better to me. Yeah. Um, but I train, you know, I had uh, some of my friends, uh, Ty and Chad, you may hear from later, yeah. uh, trained me for it, and uh, I spent a lot of time on it, and I really wanted to get my technique down well, and I, I really kind of dedicated myself to it, and then when the t test came, I really didn't do as well as I wanted to. And what do you think? You just motored through the techniques, got them out, did you? Just yeah, I mean, the whole, goal, the whole goal for the guy taking the test is just to get your numbers. 
Yeah. Now it doesn't matter how good you you know it, it you know you have to have proper technique or, or Chai won't even let you test. Yeah. Um, but the goal is get those numbers, get those sixty kicks, get those forty knees. Yeah. And everyone has this image in their head that they're going to throw this great kick or they're going to do this great cover or they're going to throw this great teep and, you know, the guy's going to be coming to kick me and I'm going to teep him and then I'm going to, yeah. you know, do two really quick kicks and then I'm going to enter a knee and then I'm going to throw a bunch of knees and I'm going to throw them out and kick them twice on the happen. way out. None of that ever happens. Never gonna what happen. happens is you get hit, you kick, 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 you get hit again, you kick, 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 you get hit again, you maybe enter, you start to knee. You exactly. knee until the holder generally is tired of you kneeing him. Yeah. And then he either uppercuts you and to get rid of you, or he'll throw you out or do whatever he does. Sometimes you get thrown to the ground. Sometimes yes. if you if you hold on and you're not letting go and they're trying I, to get you off, they will throw you and you'll land flat on your butt in front of Adam Chai. Which, yeah, but how much did you learn from that experience? I learned a ton. I'm like, it's <laughs> I mean, I, I can't look at it as a... It's not overall a failure. I mean, just the training that I did at the time I spent on it was a, just increased my uh, ability to do tie boxing. I can't even. It's not. A, I can't even Hundred, measure. It. Hundredfold. Hundredfold. Easy. And it's just yeah. you know, and that's just kind of like time, time in. Yeah. And putting time in. So I got a lot of time in, and uh, then I, so I was able to you know uh, get to the point where I felt like. Um, I could help other people. So, yeah. yeah. So, but as far as being a failure, those are just little things. I mean, I'm running a marathon. Really? Yeah, I'm running. I, I mean, I'm not running a marathon. No. My martial arts training oh, is, right. is a marathon. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. like to run. I learned yeah, how to man. fight, so yeah. I don't have, wouldn't have to run. <laughs> I love that line. I'm actually going to steal that line. I always, I actually say that. I always say, guys, this is not a running club. Yeah. 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 It's not. I'm not. You know. So I look at my martial arts training as a marathon. So it's not a sprint. It's not you know. It's not a long jump. It's not a short little thing. This is a marathon for me. This is yeah. a lifetime pursuit. Yeah. So if I stumble, and if I fall, all I got to do is pick myself up. So there's times when I've fallen and gotten picked up, and I've had setbacks with injuries and you know things in your life get in the way of training. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and but as far as being a, the failure I felt has been fleeting because I pick myself back up. And I just get back in the gym. That's. That's what it's all about. That's what. That's one thing. One thing, one thing especially with Rick Fay, because you know it's when I wrote, me and me and Rick have talked at length. Yeah, you know, Rick always says if he because he's never ever had a real job. He says right. always ever since taught martial arts. But he said that uh, what he would do when he'd work in construction. He said I love what you do because because you go out and you build something every day. And the thing is with Rick, Rick has got that work workman like mentality to stuff you know you've got to get out there and you've got to do it so like you know uh just gonna ask the best advice you've ever had and rick's always great to give some uh sometimes not, not on not on martial arts but what's the best advice you've ever had from rick fate and then what's the best advice you've ever had in martial arts oh god oh, best advice i've had from rick fate um I've been with him for 15 years, so it's hard to, I mean, and I, I'm in there four or five times a week, and that, yeah. that's, that's the secret to me to being able to do stuff, is I put so much time in it. In it. Um, the best advice I've ever had from him, I've gotten a lot. Uh, well, try not to do anything stupid. Yeah. That's one of them. Yeah. So, uh, and, and that, that seems a little... 
empty on no, the surface, no, no, but it's no. not. That's, no, pretty, no, that's pretty deep. That, that, that is deep. Try not to do anything stupid. And, yeah. and, and you know, people... Uh, for jujitsu, that's huge. Don't do, you know, <laughs> keep, if I can keep, it keep your arms in, keep your keep your, you know keep everything in, keep tight. You know, don't don't get frustrated. Don't you know get pushed by the pressure to stick your hand out. Try not to do anything stupid, and that uh, that's really good advice. Uh, keep your hands up. <laughs> that's really good advice. And I can't tell you. I've done uh, uh, you know a, a fair amount of. I've I've been a, a judge for Ajahn Chai's tournament several times yes. so I've, I've judged 250 amateur Thai boxing fights right I've cornered uh, for fighters uh, all amateur 50 fights I've had one exhibition uh, yeah. and I have uh, um, cornered a couple MMA fights yeah eight or so anyway um, and keep your hands up Literally, in all those cases, is it, is is it advice or, or something people don't do? They yeah. get tired. It, it's very simple. And when I was, I'll give you a story. I'm I'm cornering a fight in Ajahn Chai's tournament, and the fight is, is gone to overtime. So you have uh, it's a tie on the it's a it's a tie on the cards. Yeah. Okay. So they do a, a overtime round or a, a a they do one round, and whoever wins that round wins the fight. Right. And uh, I'm yelling at my guy to keep his hands up because the guy he's fighting is this really powerfully built, strong, kind of shorter, stocky guy. Yeah. And this guy is throwing bombs. And my guy is uh, is is, t- is, a, is taller, he very good shape, and, but he's more of a kicker. Yeah. And the other guy is throwing these really huge, looping Chuck Liddell punches. Yeah. And I'm yelling at him. As soon as the bell rings, this guy's gonna run out. He's gonna throw some a giant overhand at you. Yeah. I want you to move and keep your hands up. And that's all the advice. I'm, that's all I'm telling him to do. I'm not telling him now. Once that's over, yeah. I want you to you know foot jab and kick, or I want you to circle and I want you know yeah. throw this combination or start you know do kick his leg. I'm not telling him anything else. Yeah. My only advice. I mean, he's very tired. You know, he's exhausted at this point. My only advice for him is when the round starts. Put your hands up and circle. Yeah. And whatever happens from then, guess what happens when the rat, when the, the bell goes off? Didn't keep his hands up. He drops his hands. <laughs> the big guy runs across runs across the ring and throws this giant looping uh, overhand right and just lands cleanly. Now the guy I'm cornering, young, in shape, strong guy. He uh, he recovers from it. Goes finishes the round but loses the fight. Yeah. So it's not knocked out or anything like that. But that's a big shot that lands, and in an overtime round like that, one big shot. Yeah. One big shot, something that sets apart one competitor from the other. That's that sticks in the judge's mind, yeah, and that that one shot might have won him that round. Yeah. That that's the thing. It's uh, especially especially in boxing. It's. What what what's your advice? You know, to be a really good, you know, to be really good boxer, or just mm-hmm. a good stand up game, and it's easy. Hands up, chin down, elbows in. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And jujitsu, keep your friends close, but keep your elbows closer. Right, that's the one. You know, yeah. it's like there's certain things that people want. They want they want the magic pill. They yeah. want they want there's this no pressure point stuff. It's like the guy's gonna hit you in the head. Cover that part of you. That's it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Take a few shots on it. So. 
Well, do you know what? I think we're going to wrap up on that one now. Uh, jet lag hasn't even kicked in with me. Uh, if any of you ever want to come over to the Minnesota Carly Group, everyone's welcome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you can call in, uh, send an email in to uh, the website or the email address is right on the website. Let us know you're coming. We'll make sure, you know, uh, you, you got some bearings. If you need something, we can help you out. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Everyone's welcome. Thanks, Ryan. Anytime. No worries. That's it for today. On the next show, find out what all this is about. I had a new student. Can you teach knife defenses? Yeah, of course I can. I want to teach you the best one. The best knife defense. The best knife defense. We're getting, we're getting all excited. I gave him my wallet. Yeah, wallet, yeah. See you later. I'm gone. I'm going back home to my, my, my wife and kids. In one, In piece. one piece. That's the best fucking yeah, knife defense. If you like what you heard today, make sure to tell all your friends. Even better, write a review. Even better. How about just sharing it on Facebook or on Twitter? Don't Tinder. Tinder's got me into trouble in the past. And I don't think it's that sort of social network. Mixed Martial Arts is a paint your headphones production.